welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. (laughs) Praise God. Thank you so much, Pastor. You may please be seated. Thank you for having me. I count it a privilege. Thank you very much, Sister Tony. I had an awesome time with you yesterday. Thank you. You know, I was telling Pastor and... uh, Just before I continue, I'd like to recognize the presence of my husband and celebrate him. Please celebrate him. He's my number one fan on earth. He's my number one fan. He's my greatest supporter. Honestly, he's my earthly backbone. (laughs) When I don't talk about him, I get emotional because I believe he's God's gift to me and to my calling. He has not stifled me one day, not one day. He's a man of honor, he's secured. I'm sorry, that's not what I'm supposed to be preaching. But I'm giving honor to whom honor is due. Amen. Thank you. Amen. I know today is Thanksgiving service. But I'm going to speak the mind of God through me. Because I won't get to be here next week. So I can't postpone it. And I also know that there's somebody seated here that the Lord has prepared this word for. I still feel impressed in my heart to say something in continuation (laughs) to honoring my husband. And I'm sure pastor will bear me witness. And I know we have a number of single people here. I want to give you an advice. When you get to marry or decide to marry someone, if you haven't, Marry the one who is assigned for your journey. There are many things, criteria that we use to choose spouses these days. Marry based on purpose, not on material things. Do you know why? Because material things are sent on errand for purpose. So if you decide to marry based on things that are temporal, that can change, what happens to the marriage when they change? I remember pastor saying something yesterday. That after a while, the butterflies get to rest. What will fan them to flee? A man or woman 
who will enjoy his or her union will enjoy it based on his satisfaction regarding purpose, God's purpose. And if you marry one who will hold you back, who is not assigned for your journey, it will be a journey of frustration. So remember, material things, physical appearance, whatever it is that matters to you. You know, I like to make a joke about how I got to marry, to choose the person or to meet the person I was going to marry. I remember I had a book. That book is still with me. I wrote about 33 things or 36 on my list of what I want my husband to be. And part of it is that he will have to play musical instruments. And it mattered to me, like, that's what I want. And I'm God's child. And he's going to give me what I want. And I remember the Holy Ghost asking me one day. He said, girl, will you do well doing what you desire to do than doing what I desire you do? Because part of what he was not supposed to be was a minister of the gospel. So you see, but he can play musical instrument, but he shouldn't preach. He was to play musical instrument to mesmerize me. And then the next question the Holy Ghost asked me was, what makes you think this perfect man you created in this book would want you? Then I thought, you know, condemnation setting, my inadequacies. And then he said, just the way you desire this good man, the good man desires the good woman. Why don't you spend time, since you cannot create him, but you can recreate your spirit, recreate yourself, and be prepared for the good man, so he will be attracted to you. Why not focus on that and forget what is on this paper? So I decided to cancel. If you see that book, you see I canceled. No more effective. My father knows me beyond my knowledge of myself. And he will assign the right man. So I closed it up. For your information, he doesn't play any musical instrument. But I love him to pieces. And he is what I need. He actually went to train to play keyboard. We are still waiting for the manifestation of the <laughs> We are waiting for the manifestation of the train. But I'm fulfilled. So remember that whatever it is, is on, that is on your list will be insignificant when the butterflies have gone to rest. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Isaiah 60. I would want to talk to us based on familiar things. But, you know, the word of God lets us know that the scriptures, no scripture is of private interpretation. So I'm going to read familiar scriptures, which I like to do, but I'll show you a different side to it. Isaiah 60, are we there? I'm going to be reading the amplified version. So if you have it, Read along. If you don't, please listen. All right. Arise, 
from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine, be radiant with, with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Verse 2, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth and dense darkness all peoples. But the Lord shall arise upon you, O Jerusalem, O Modupe, put your name there. The Lord shall arise upon you, O Modupe, and his glory shall be seen on you. Verse 3, and nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes, rise round about you and see they all gather themselves together. They come to you, your sons shall come from afar and your daughters shall be carried and nursed in the arms. Amen. Amen. We are living in the end times. I'm sure it's not news to you. Amen. And it is time for us to begin to diligently seek the mind of God for now. And you know the amazing thing? The mind of God is unique concerning everyone. That's why the word of God to me may not be the one to you. So it is they that do know their God that can diligently fulfill God's purpose in the end times. The comfort, what comforts me may not be what comforts you. So it is the one who consistently seeks the Lord and hears for himself that can function properly in this time and season. It says, arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you rise to a new life. One weapon and strategy of the devil in this season is to keep us busy. Now I'm talking about for the children of God. The you know, I've heard someone say, and I'm sure somebody might be here who is asking that question. Why is it that it is when I gave my life to Christ that I'm still facing these challenges? Am I not supposed to be enjoying now? I will answer you. Why not you? You are a good candidate. Because you are a threat. So the question is, so what do I do? Will I spend all my life dealing with challenges? Will I use all my time fixing problems? Or will I spend all my time in expectation? But no. Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Let me tell you the story of Paul, the apostle. The one who wrote the bulk of the New Testament. The one who gave us the greatest, greatest revelation of the new creation reality. Let me say something about him. He wrote 
the bulk of the epistles in the New Testament in the prison. We know. But it's just not registering that it was in the darkest time of his life that the light of God shone for us till now. Let me tell you the story of David. That he raised his mighty men when the darkest time of his life. And who were his mighty men? Distressed. Debtors. <laughs> Dissatisfied people. And he raised his mighty men where? At the darkest time of his life. They joined him where? Not in the palace. I thought so. I thought it was in the palace. In the wilderness. Where he was rolling like a vagabond. This tells us something. Let me go to verse 2. It says, For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and dense darkness all peoples, but the Lord shall arise upon you. The Lord seeks those he can trust to put self aside and hear his voice and shine for the world. There's something I want you to note in verse 3. You know, we like to use this scripture. We sing it, arise, shine, for your light is come. And honestly, I don't know about you, but in the beginning, what comes to my own heart is, heart, my light is come. The manifestation of all those things I'm expecting. Yes, my car. Yes, my money. Yes, my opportunities. Yes, my job. Yes, my children. Yes, whatever it is I need. My, 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 my. Whatever it is. But hear what the Lord said in verse 3. He says, And nations shall come to your light. What does that tell you? Your light is not for you. So the next time you sing, Arise, shine, for your light. Remember, nations shall come to your light. Nations shall come to your light. It's not for me. Does, is this light shine for, shining for itself? It's shining for me. So I've heard people hungry to serve God. Hungry to fulfill purpose. Hungry to do great things for the Lord. But because they can't take their eyes off themselves, they are limited. Because your light is not for you. Says, Nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Your light is not for you. And the people who will function, who will prosper in this end time, who will fulfill the, the purpose of God, will take their attention away from themselves. The limiting factor is your awareness of yourself. It's the awareness of your challenge. It's the awareness of the delays. It's the awareness of what you have. 
It's the awareness of what you don't have. Do you know that if what you have defines you, what you don't have will define you? So the next time you feel so proud of something and you expect to be respected because you have that thing, you better start detaching. Because the day you don't have it, you will be robbed of your self-esteem and you will not be able to function. So you take your attention away from these things. Why? They are just on errand. Do you know, I want you to lift up your hands and say, Father, I thank you for the challenges that I have faced, for the ones I'm facing, and the ones to come. You say, are there more? Yes. There are more. There are more. But it's the one who can take his eyes off them and live for the Lord that beats those ones to it. See, these things are not meant... Oh, do you know what the Lord told Jairus? Uh, what the Lord told um, about John? What the Lord told the disciples? He says, he's not dead. He's sleeping. You know, that scripture... I've used it a number of times in the face of challenges. And somebody will say, why? That scripture tells me it is what I call it that it is. Let's go and wake him. He's sleeping. Even to Jairus. They said, don't bother yourself, Lord. The child is dead. My servant is dead. Don't bother yourself. He said, don't be afraid. Just believe. Like it's inconsequential. There's a point we get to where the determining factor of our excitement or sadness or joy is not what is happening. See, today is Thanksgiving. Somebody is thinking, so what, why should I celebrate? <laughs> Only the living can thank you. Only the living can worship. I've given you one reason. Yeah. I am alive, so I praise you, Lord. I am alive, so I worship you. I am alive, so I praise you, Lord. I am alive, so I worship you. If you don't have a reason, take one. That's one. You know, the challenge we face is that we are focused on too much on what we are expecting that we are missing the opportunity to enjoy what we are coming across on our journey. You know, there are times you find yourself just groping, taking steps in the dark and crushing things, but you don't know what you're crushing is what you're looking for. Why? Because all your attention is on something ahead. You know, I had an experience. <laughs> so I took a video game and I was trying to achieve something. God speaks to me through anything. Start enjoying God. He's not rigid. He's not rigid. He speaks to me through anything. So I played this game. And I was supposed to achieve something, get some treasures that will help me to you know solve the problem 
So I stayed on wanting to get this treasure so that I can, you know, achieve the goal they gave me. This treasure, this treasure. And after a while, I got tired. I said, ah, man, people are wasting time. The treasure has not accumulated. I don't have enough. Then I looked back and I realized that in the process of chasing the treasure, I had actually achieved the goal and I didn't need the treasure I was chasing. Then I just put the game aside and I said, this is life. We are chasing so many things. But in the process of chasing these things, we have achieved, we've gotten the thing that should satisfy our heart desire and please the Lord. But we think, we still think it is that thing that we are chasing. See, let me say something to you. If you don't even have an idea of what you want until you see it with somebody else, you don't need it. If you don't have an idea of what you want until you see it with somebody else, you don't need it. If at all, seeing it with someone will help you. It should just help you define it. You shouldn't create the desire. Let me tell you what the world is doing. In the business world, I've been there. Let me tell you what they are doing. They are creating a need in your heart and they are making you pay for it. I have done it. That was my job. To tell someone who doesn't have a need that he has a need and make the person pay for it. And they will pay and they will thank me. And I was feeling good about it. So you want to arise and shine and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Put aside the idea of success that the world has given you. Because you will keep chasing it like I was chasing those treasures. And you'll be missing your opportunities. So every day you put on your TV, you have your iPhone, you are satisfied. Then they tell you the new version. Then the dissatisfaction just comes. I need it. My memory is, in fact, the phone is hanging. <laughs> you will just realize you have a problem. Why? Because someone has shown you something better and you feel you need to have it. One way you can prove to the Lord that he can trust you with much more is if you can put a peg to your appetite. Do you know why people don't have enough to give or enough to do God's work? Because their appetite grows with their pocket. Rise shine. Remember, your light is not for you. What is your light? It says, the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. So what is your light? Your light is the ways that people will give glory to the Lord through you. That's your light. And it seems that we stop there. Why? Because God has done something that catches attention in our lives. A creative healing. Creative miracle. We stop there. He has blessed you with riches. We stop there. 
Today is Thanksgiving. How many people want to give testimony of people who God has used them to help? How many people want to give testimony of the people who God has healed through them? How many people want to give testimony of the souls that they won for the Lord? How many people want to give testimony of an opportunity God gave them to be a comfort to somebody? How many people want to give testimony of how God has extended his hand to others through them? Your light is not for you. It is time for you to start celebrating your purpose on it. It is time for you to start dancing about it. You know why? You say, so will I not be hungry? Will I not laugh? No. No. The last time I checked in Matthew chapter 6, they seek first the kingdom of God and and sorry? And then all these some just the one you need shall be added unto you. See, this is the end time. And only a few things matters now. But there's still abundance for everyone. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it, no, and enjoy it to the fullest. Have it abundantly and enjoy it to the fullest. The only issue, the issue is not enjoying life. The issue is stopping there. Why? That enjoyment is a tool. Somebody has come to say, now wow, only you. You are just enjoying. And then what is the believer's normal reaction? Tell me. Now God do. <laughs> Nobody understands it. You need to calm down when you hear that. You know, somebody touched my heart. She went for an event. And on getting there, she sat with somebody. And the man was so kind to her. And she felt, I need to minister to you. So she said, you're so kind. Just a new route. Is this how you are with your wife? The guy bowed his head said, my wife has left me. She, she said, she turned us and said, thank you, Jesus. Then turned back. <laughs> and said, how? He said, eh, family issues and all that. Do you have a child? Yes. That was her in She won that soul for Jesus. But she enjoyed the party. <laughs> she rocked the party. So you see, God has not called us to a boring life. Yes. He said that use this enjoyment as your vehicle. What is it? He has made it available. Arise. Shine. Don't come to church and make it about your need. You know, it's time for us to start doing church in an unusual manner. Not church as usual. Not church as usual anymore. Because the time we are in requires a different approach.
And as one man, you can make the difference. So start dancing and celebrating your opportunity. Start dancing and celebrating the fact that God put you among all unbelievers. Stop looking for office where there are only believers. See, church has left the four walls. You said, how? Are you not church? Are you always within the four walls? Church has left the four walls. Where do you spend the most of your time? In church? In the building? No. Church has left the four walls. Arise and shine. Ephesians chapter 4. I'll be closing with this. I'm just trying to show us that everything we are enjoying on earth, they are all, I can call them means to an end. So it's 50%, like, and, and the fulfillment of the end is 50%. So when we stop at the point where our needs are met, at the point where we are so fed, where you come into church and pastor blesses you and you feel so fired up and you feel you can take the world and you feel you can, and all you think about is the end, you. You have just shortchanged yourself. Because what breaks the boundary for overflow is understanding that it doesn't end with you. How do you, how do you come to a church like this? Get so blessed, get so full, and then go out there and not feel like I need to let it out. Somebody else needs to hear this. How will I just keep quiet and go and be, and be speaking Christian slangs for people? They say, how are you? It is well. How are you? Oh, glory to God. How I am blessed. How the glory of the Lord is risen upon me. And now becomes a slang. I am shining. Arise and shine. You know, we need to understand that some of these things in the Bible, they are verbs. They are not nouns. Say, ah. You'll be declaring about the love of God and you'll be missing an opportunity to express it. How? They are babes. They say, give glory to God. You say, Father, I give glory to you. You are good. I adore you. I worship you. See, worship is a verb. Adore is a verb. Glory is a verb. Give glory to him in your deeds. It's, see, what we are doing is different from what we should be doing. The consciousness that we are carrying something, that this light that the world seeks. See, darkness covers the world. Can't you see? I'm sure you can see it. You are light. You wake up in the morning instead of, Father, thank you, thank you for favor with my boss. Thank you for my, thank you for my, thank you for my child. Thank you for my child. I cover them with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, thank you. We will just declare and declare. Great. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that's not good enough. But remember, all that security, all that favor, everything you are declaring, remember, they are all means to an end. So when you get everything, don't stop there. Take it a step further to the expansion of the kingdom of God. That the anointing of God through you will break forth and cause a change in your world. You are there because God assigned you there. See, stop seeking an event. Your purpose on earth is not an event. 
It's a sequence of events. God has called you to be, keep fulfilling purpose at every location, at every point in time. That job that you are feeling frustrated about, even though you don't have another one, it's because you have not seen God in it. Why? Because your stepping stone to the next place is when you fulfill God's purpose at that location. Stop wasting your opportunity. It's in your hand. That stagnation that you feel you're experiencing, it is in your hands. Release yourself. Say, I am for the Lord and my job is for the Lord. That frustration you feel, my husband is making my life hell. He's not allowing me to express my, my wife. She has refused to submit. I don't know why she's not submitting. She's proud. Hey, it's a means to an end. Your union is a means to an end. Stop. Don't think about you alone. The Lord has called you to him. The Lord has called you to her. And the Lord has called you both to the world. Take the world. Stop being particular about you see listen your needs they will keep growing shine for your light has come shine why lord why why did you give me this kind of child you have a calling fulfill it why this kind of of mother you have a calling fulfill it see Problems gravitate towards their solution. If it's on your table, when they bring a file to your table in the office, what is it for? Treat it. You say, me, small me, Ephesians 4. Are you there? I'm reading verse 11, Amplified Version again. And his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us, some to be apostles, special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flock, and teachers. Verse 12, his intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work of ministry toward building up Christ's body, the church. If pastor says he's not counseling, then take it like that. Too. The day he wants to take it like that, you know why? You are the counselor. He is to equip the counselor. And we are still, believers, we are just sitting, eating, getting full. Then you hear someone say, eh, Pastor is no more blessing me. It's as if Pastor's anointing is depreciating. Ha! It's, you are too full. Your appetite is going down. Pour it out. You are the minister. We equip the ministers. Wake up in the morning and say, Oh, yes. The minister of the gospel as I rose. I'm ready. Lord, give me that mountain. I'm going to take it for you. You see, I'm not good enough. I still have your answer. Let's go down to verse 4. Okay, I'm going to read from verse 13. Sorry, 13. 
that it might develop unto until we all attain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God, that we might arrive at really mature manhood, the completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's perfection, the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, the completeness in Him. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm reading from verse 9. It says, For our knowledge is fragmentary, incomplete and imperfect, and our prophecy, our teaching is fragmentary, incomplete and imperfect. But when the complete and perfect total, perfect total comes, the incomplete and imperfect will vanish away before antiquated void and superstition and superseded. Amen. Amen. That your imperfection is being perfected daily. But God does not seek the perfect you. He says in Ephesians 4.13 The completeness we are waiting for is the end when the ministry, the fivefold ministry has completed his work, when Jesus comes. So what does that mean? The perfection is every day. As you keep beholding the word of God, as you keep exposing your heart to the word of God, you are getting better. It's all adding up. You know in part, you know in part, you know in part, you know in part, but when the perfect comes, the imperfect vanishes. So are you going to wait until Jesus comes before you fulfill your purpose? For every day you pop in here and you hear the word of God, you are being sharpened unto perfection. So you take how far you've gone with how sharp you are, take it out there and keep cutting. Then come back. You sharpen. Take it out there. It's time for us to take our place. The Lord has more for us to do. Start celebrating where you are. Start counting it all joy when you go through diverse tests. Because it's your patience that takes you to the point of lacking nothing. So keep growing. Keep improving. Keep shining anyhow. It's not perfection the Lord wants to use. It's the one who is committed to process that the Lord counts worthy. It's time. Hallelujah. Let's be on our feet. Shine. 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 You know, a lot of us, we see ourselves based on our needs. But your need is small compared to what you have. In the book of Hebrews 13, it says, Be content with such as you have. For what? For he has said, I will never leave you. So what do you have? I asked that question for a long time. What do you have? Be, con be content with such as you have. For he has said, what do you have? He has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what you have. Christ in me is the hope of glory. I am imperfect. But
but I'm doing great things for the perfect God. Never tell you you're not perfect. Christ in me is the hope of glory. The perfect God is in me. He doesn't need my perfection. He needs my faithfulness. I choose to be faithful, which means I'll not pass any opportunity to shine. I am going past any opportunity to shine because it's my calling. Glory to God. Lift up your hands and say, Father, I commit to shining for you everywhere I find myself in every situation. My life is for your glory. My challenges for your glory. My success for your glory. My relationship for your glory. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands and give him praise. Thank him. Thank him because you are doing mighty things. Mighty things. Taking up companies. Buying up companies. Not for your own gain but for the advancement of the kingdom. You are buying up companies. You are taking on leadership roles. You are doing awesome things for the Lord. For the Lord has assigned you for such a time as this. And it is not an accident that you are here. Yes, you got married when you got married because there's a purpose for it. The child that was delayed, there's a purpose for it. Let the purpose of God. Do you know that your agony, the story of how you went through it all is what will liberate somebody. Release it. Release it. Don't let shame hold you back. Listen, it's the devil that is telling you every day that if you tell anybody about that miracle, you have to tell them the secret behind what you went through. They will look down on you. It's a lie. They will look up to the Lord. Shout it out. Say, I was blind. But now, I see. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we give you glory. We take on the world for you. In the name of Jesus, we fight the good fight of faith. Hey, hallelujah. We refuse to be limited. We refuse to be blinded. The devil has nothing in us. We are taking on the world. Hallelujah. Taking on the business world in the name of Jesus. Taking on the relationship environment in the name of Jesus. The spirit of God in us is bursting forth, reaching out to our world. Everyone represented here, your sphere of, in of contact, your sphere of influence will not be left without the manifestation of the presence of God. It will be released in the name of Jesus. Don't be surprised when you pray for the sick and they are healed because the power of God is upon you and is making them well. Amen. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.